When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I don't really feel the need to because it's so delicious when it comes out on my hot dog. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And because uh, Claw Life prevented me from... Being able to speak without ex- laughing there. How are you going to explain that on the log? Ad didn't get done. Why? Living the claw, life. <laughs> Living the claw life. I may have to write that down. <laughs> just put a white claw logo. Uh, I'll, I'll, just stap- I'll just staple the or I'll just tape the paper to a, a can of white claw. Uh, before we get to cram session, cram session is powered this segment by Luther Brookdale Toyota, six ninety four in Brooklyn oh. Boulevard. Uh, I've been telling you guys about this RAV4 XLE. It is just an incredibly smooth ride. I, just a smooth ride with the Yacht Rocks station on the uh, the Entune system screen, too. Can't beat that combination. But the best part about it, I love the new uh, the screen in the middle console where you get access to any audio playing app, including Score North. And you can tap around. And, uh, and you can also be compliant with the hands-free phone law that just went in. Last week here in the Twin Cities. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Go say hi to my friends in that service department and the showroom area. Tell them Phil Mackey sends you. All right, Jonathan, let's fire up cram session. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's cram session with Mackey, Judd, and Rami. All right, Jonathan is the corrupt judge. He awards points based on uh, factors that only he knows, but he asks us three questions. Whatever those factors are in play today, boys. Three questions. (laughs) No non-sports questions. (laughs) I got that. You don't like your record? (laughs) Marcus has tracked it. I'm like 1 in 12 in non-sports questions. Yeah, you're you're like you with non-sports questions is Kirk Cousins on Monday night, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. I can't debate that. All right, so we had the tease about the Twins and uh, the Indians series this weekend. So if... The Twins lose all four this weekend to the Indians. Why are we doing this? Giving up their division lead, it means blank. I'll go first. It means that there has been a dereliction of duty from those who run this franchise because this team, it was no secret, and I don't want to hear, well, nobody got them. This team needed starting pitching help, and, and there wasn't a lot out there, boys, but it was out there. 
And I really believe that the conversation, if if this club, which, by the way, has, it's worth saying again and again and again, a historically good offense, mm-hmm. if this club does not get the pitching that it needs, it's a missed opportunity. So it is, if they get swept here, a dereliction of duty from Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. It means... If the Twins lose all four this weekend, it's going to be that much sweeter when they win the division because even if they get swept by the Indians this weekend, the Twins will win the division. As I've been saying since spring training, Twins will win the division. Um, man, I think it, I think it means the division road is just going to be longer than you thought two months ago. I still stand by what we all we all made our predictions on yes or no will they win the division I still say yes even if they get swept by the Indians I still say yes but a lot of that's contingent on I need Byron Buxton back here in a couple weeks you know I need Sam Dyson pitching like he's been pitching with the Giants the last couple of years in that bullpen for the last 6 weeks of the season but the other saving grace for the Twins even if they get swept all right the Indian schedule is Boston for 3 at New York the Yankees for 4 and they also get games still against Tampa Bay on the road. They have to play at the Angels again on the road. Uh, a tough Phillies team they get on their schedule. Washington Nationals, they have a lot of tough games coming up. The Twins? Okay, they got that Texas series, and that's that's not going to be a pushover. But Chicago, Detroit, Chicago, Detroit, Chicago, Kansas City, Detroit, Kansas City. They, the, the Twins end their season with 10 games against Kansas City and Detroit. They end the season with 10 games against 100 lost teams. So, like, they could go 9-1 and one over that stretch while the Indians are playing tougher games. So, it's a, it's not a death knell if they get swept by the Indians. While I agree with you, Phil and Rami, that it's not a death knell, that they still will win the division, I do agree more with Judd that some duties in the front office weren't upheld at the trade deadline, that you have this offense, you should add to it by getting started or all-star caliber pitching, and they just didn't do it and that would be leading to that four-game loss to the Indians. So Judd gets the point there. All right. Sports question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good on sports questions. So the Vikings preseason game number one is tomorrow, and uh, we'll all be scrutinizing different things, Kirk Cousins, butt sweat, you know, whatever else. We want to talk about the third-string wide receiver. I want to know what is the most ridiculous preseason criticism you guys have ever leveled at a player, team, or coach. After a preseason game, I feel like I've never ever taken the preseason seriously enough to level a serious criticism during the preseason. I was trying to come up with an answer to this today, and the best I got was last year. I said Aaron Rodgers should play a little bit more in the preseason than he normally does because A, coming off a long injury, so he's got some rust, and B, he had three rookie wide receivers that they planned on incorporating heavily into the game plan, so you probably want to work out some rapport. And chemistry with them. And I don't even know if that was that crazy when you look at how Aaron Rodgers was playing before he went, well, he got hurt mm-hmm. in the first game, but I think some of that was kind of proven true. I don't think that was an overreaction. I mean, I remember a couple of things, just going back to some older Vikings teams, and this is more maybe training camp than preseason, but I remember being very much fixated on Marcus McCauley in one-on-one coverage in practice and in the preseason. Like, the Vikings needed a shutdown cornerback <laughs> and a guy who could, because they just didn't have anyone who could pick off passes, and Marcus was called, Marcus McCauley was going to be the gambling guy who was going to. So I just remember being hyper-focused on Marcus McCauley. I think it was Fresno State he played yeah, football at. I think that's right. Like a third-round draft. And his dad day. came to camp every year. Okay. In Mankato, his dad would, like, just be there. It was, it was, um, it was cute. It was yeah. nice. Um, 
Otherwise, like, I was definitely hyper fixated too on Christian Ponder secondary read, but that turned out to be an accurate criticism. I was going to say, you're not wrong there. Yeah. Uh, I've had a bunch and uh, on the beat, obviously, when I covered him for the Star Tribune, I had a few. But I would say my, my most ridiculous one actually came last year. It was my criticism. I, I believe that the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken, opened in the preseason at Denver last year. Does that sound right? Anyway, I think so. I, my criticism was that the offensive line was banged up and that Kirk Cousins should not play. And I was adamant that he shouldn't play. And ultimately, he played like three three snaps, and it didn't. It was just stupid. So my point was just dumb. It was dumb. He played. It was three snaps. He was done. It was dumb. <laughs> stupid criticism. <laughs> I should have just ignored it because I thought it would. I, I'm like, I'm like, he could get hurt now. Okay, Judd, whatever. <laughs> Some self reflection from Judd. I was just. It was. It, uh, I, I'm right sometimes, but I can be really stupid. I, I feel like I, re- I remember that. <laughs> wow. Well, I was just, I, I, I was just, I was fixated on the fact, and he played three, touched the football three times. Like, who cares? Did you say you're right? Uh, did you just say I'm right sometimes? But I can be really dumb sometimes. Because that goes against this drop I have. What I'm saying is, I was right. I'm still right. <laughs> oh, on, so no, In I'm the right. winter, I'll be right. On Sano, I'm right. On Sano, I'm right. On this one, I was, I was dumb. <laughs> I do appreciate the self reflection, and uh, despite, you know, Rami saying he's too big for taking preseason seriously. Rami's not getting the point there. Sorry, buddy. I, I didn't expect to get the point. Mm, You're no, right not to give me yeah, the point on point this there. one. I'm giving Judd the point here in the win today because hey. he's doing the self-reflection bit, which leads perfectly into my next question, boys. Which I'm not going to have to answer for, so I'm glad. <laughs> Time to get real honest. Yeah. We talked about Garrett Bradbury's sweaty butt as well as loud eaters in the office. So now in the honor of sharing, I want... The thing you're most self-conscious that you have or do. Can I can I shape shift this question to be shameless? Sure. Because I don't know if there's anything like I'm aware of certain like the one thing I the, my answer to this is I am addicted to chapstick. Rami has called me on it. There's times like mid segment where it's I'm weird. like, I need some chapstick. It's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna, right I'm gonna look Rami in the eye while I do this too. A lot of people are, but though. it's so like you do it like so so nonchalantly, like so pass. Like it seems like it's just reflex for you. Like you're yeah. not even thinking about it. Like he's you addicted. Just, you pull the chapstick yeah. out and apply it like mid conversation without even thinking about it. Like yeah. in the. Like in between sentences. Pretty smooth, huh? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what bugs you about it, Rami? Nothing. It's like, just like, weird. Like, let's delve into this. Why does weird. it bother you so much? It's just weird. It doesn't bother me. It's just weird. Yeah. And this is like, this. I'm bringing this to the table, but I'm not, I'm self-aware of it, but I'm not, you know, it's shameless, I guess. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm addicted to, hi, I'm Phil. I live the claw life, and I'm addicted to chapstick. <laughs> All of which fits together perfectly, <laughs> which is why nothing surprises me. And I, when I first came up here, you know, it was January, February. I was like, okay, this must dry out fast. But it is August, dude. It is August. <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on okay. with the chapstick there still? There ain't no laws when you're drinking the claws. Yeah. <laughs> chapstick all day long. Michael McDonald playing on the boombox, chapstick out, and the claw in the cooler. Or the claws. Who wants to hang out with the peanut? That's right. Yep. <laughs> uh, for me, it is the same thing as Garrett Bradbury. I sweat 
so bad, so uncontrollably. And I used to think it was because I was 300 plus pounds. And I don't know if I just still have the fat, sweaty gene from being so fat for so long. But, dude, I I, I, don't, I don't even have to be doing anything active. And when Kirk Cousins was talking yesterday about looking at Garrett Bradbury's shins and the beads of sweat collecting on his shins and saying it looked like his windshield in a thunderstorm. You guys looked like, what? What is he talking about? I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand. I know exactly I know exactly what he's talking Robbie about. Robbie lives that life. I was at the Cubs-Brewers game at Miller Park last Sunday, and my girlfriend looked at me, and I, li- I had those beads of sweat, like big, fat, like marble-sized beads of sweat rolling down my face, and she looked at me and she said, Oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen a person sweat that much. Not, I don't think I've seen you sweat that much. I don't think I've seen a person sweat that much. And all I was doing was watching baseball and eating a bratwurst. That's all, that's all I was doing. That's make all a man that was sweat, happening. That, and that was my whole body. It wasn't just my face. That was my whole body was saturated. What's going to happen disgusting. when you're when you're seven years old and your heart starts malfunctioning and someone looks over and they're not going to know the difference? <laughs> oh, it's just Rami being Rami. When his heart starts malfunctioning. <laughs> Oh. But I recently discovered something that's changed my life. I mentioned it yesterday with Collar, and I'd put a can of it in Garrett Bradbury's locker. Gold Bond Body Powder Spray. It'll change your life. Oh, you were serious? You just it's, roll around in it before you get dressed? It's like a cool breeze going through your nether regions all day Gold long. It's, great. it's a beautiful thing. Summer it's, breeze makes me feel exactly. fine. Exactly. It's like a cool breeze <laughs> yeah, going through your nether regions. That's a perfect description of it, yeah. Gold it's, Bond is amazing. It's great. So good. As a guy who used to work outside doing security, yeah. Gold Bond is the greatest. What's mine? Yep. Um, I, I sweat a lot too, but I, I don't feel like it bothers people, or and it's not. I just do. Uh, I would say this: my uh, propensity for, and this drives my wife up the wall, cracking my knuckles. Oh yeah, like yeah, I continue, I and she and and I'll get in bed, lay down, and crack, and she's like, "Stop that!" And I'm like, "I I have to. It's a deal. I just and she's like, "Just stop it. It's so annoying." And I can't. I can't. In fact, my fingers, some hurt now, and I still crack them. Is there is there a downside to cracking your knuckles? I don't I've been know. Doing it it's every single day. But, Everybody says there but is, this, but... My orthopedic surgeon, I asked him about that when I got my knee surgery because I put, crack my knuckles all the time. He said, yeah, it's a myth. That's just, there's just fluid. Jonathan does his in your neck. Joints yeah, I do my neck. And Danny does too, and to me, that is The way gr- Danny does gross. his neck freaks me out. That, I think, can cause problems. You guys ever been to a chiropractic? Well, Rami, I know has. Yeah, I have not been. And the the first time they crack your neck, I don't want them to crack my neck. I'm freaked out by someone else doing my neck. But your head feels like 15 pounds lighter right after they do it. I'm serious. That's amazing. I'm dead serious. But they do the so you you lay down, you lay down, looking up to the top, yeah, to the ceiling, okay, and they grab your neck like Chuck Norris in an 80s movie. And they oh, no. and they snap it hard no, to the right no, or the left. No, no, and it cracks. That sounds all like it could. The... It, that sounds like it could go wrong. I'll just crack my. They own know what they're doing. They're professionals. Much. They're medical professionals. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm going to Google has a chiropractor ever broken someone's neck. <laughs> Don't. And we'll find out. No, can you oh, okay. Not, I'm not. Can yes. you please not? Seriously, can you please not? Because I plan on going back. <laughs> All right, who gets the point? Uh, Judd's going to get a clean sweep. Wow. I agree with this point here. Take that, Marcus. Knuckles. Knuckles. I do a lot of the cracking the knuckles, as Judd said. I crack my neck all the time. Non-sports question, my, right? Yeah, non-sports, non-sports question, question, Marcus. I told you that I I sweat beads the size of 
marbles and yeah. use body spray on my nether regions yeah. and judge. I don't. Uh, you mentioned your. Because I sweat, but I don't think I sweat that much. You mentioned your groin, and with, that was it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Ronnie, but of course, really. Judd's not about that claw life, so of course it's going to be. That's why I was opening today. up to you. Jonathan loves me today. <laughs> Always a bias. By the Always way, the poll bias. right now: uh, Are you about that claw life? Thirty-six uh, percent say yeah, all about that life. Thirty-four percent say no, I'm sticking to beer, and thirty percent say Phil and I should turn in our man cards. Two hundred and forty-two votes in. Sorry, I'd have to go find my man card <laughs> outside of the second theater I saw How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days at. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't care. You say the second theater. That's right. You can leave now. Theaters. You can go. I, I know. How wow. Can, yeah. Why did you do that twice? Me, Matthew McConaughey, man. It's no. a cute. It's a cute movie. But I did not pay to see it either. Exactly. I saw it That's where my man card is. Real quick, Vikings Vent Line tomorrow night. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're doing preseason Vikings Vent Line tomorrow night. It's back. You can subscribe to the podcast feed anywhere you find podcasts. Just search Vikings Vent Line, Apple, Spotify, or Score North mobile app. And right after the final whistle, tomorrow night it's going to be Judd and Manny. It's a gun, right? The final gun? Fi- final gun in football, right? It's a gun in football? I mean, it used to be, but then... It just sounds better. Like, in the last couple years. Final whistle just sounds so like, ah, it's the end of the quarter. Final gun, like, that game is done. they're not actually, like, firing a gun anymore. They're blowing the whistle. I just try, I just enjoy it more, okay? Okay, after the final gun, Judd and Manny will be on Vikings Vent Line (laughs) tomorrow night, right here on Score North and the Score North mobile app. Join me and Dan Terhar this Saturday for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and FC Dallas pregame at 6.30 with the kick at 7 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan. Hey, earlier today, Alex Boone, former Vikings offensive lineman, former 49ers offensive lineman, played in the Super Bowl with the Niners, and I think people remember him as being very much willing to speak his mind when when he was here and uh, some fun stuff he also he also ruffled a couple feathers with some things that he said but he is uh, he's living in the twin cities and he came and hung out on purple daily today with Matthew Collar uh, so it was fun having him around in fact he just a quick behind the scenes story he comes in him and I actually had lunch a few weeks ago and he comes walking in and I was like dude you're looking trim you know, he had that sort of Matt Burke thing going on. And he said, actually, I'm seven pounds heavier than I was as a player. I mean, he's definitely more trim. But he was never a fat offensive lineman. He was right. he was never like the Joe Berger offensive lineman. He was just the six foot eight jacked up guy. And he said, I am a lot leaner right now because I'm training for apparently the Navy SEALs allow just regular people. I mean, you have to go through qualifying and training, but like they allow civilians to go through their 52 hour, 52 hour straight, no sleep training course. And he did that three weeks ago in Hold California, on, they San Diego. To do, like, are you a Navy SEAL when you're done? What do you mean they allow you to? Yeah, they like put you through. That sounds like something you would force me to do. That's something you would allow me to do. <laughs> well, he volunteered. Like, don't sleep and be tortured for 52 hours. No, he like went through a 50, him and 20 other guys went through a 52 wow. hour straight Navy SEAL training regimen well, in I'm San Diego. I'm very impressed. I hope they had fun. <laughs> a little too much physical activity. I'm with Rami. I'm not getting anywhere near that idea. Judd does that. He's Aggressive. getting gout for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, give me <laughs> exercise. I've decided is death. 
Give me an hour in the gym. 52 of them? No. That's aggressive. No, I'm good. Just give me a nap. <laughs> right, 26 exactly. hours yeah, in, right? Exactly. So this was Alex. Alex they, had, they had a bunch of... They, he was on for an hour, the first hour of Purple Daily today, which you can find anywhere you find podcasts, scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify. But this was a very football, football-y portion of it between Matthew Collar and Alex Boone talking about Gary Kubiak and the new offensive line blocking scheme. Well, I think the thing about the zone that everyone's going to it is because it's an easy scheme to understand, and a lot of it is double teams. And, you know, when you talk about a power offense, you're talking about downhill plays, and those are always tough for an offensive lineman to block because you're giving defenders so many different ways to go on you, and you, you're you basically manned up on somebody in front of you, and you're like, hey, listen, if he goes inside, i got to go with him. If he goes outside... I might have to track him. I might not. There's a little more thinking when it comes to like a, a gap and a draw and an ISO because you're like, if these parts move on me, then I have to rethink everything and I'm moving with them. Whereas the zone, it's like, I'm going to step. And if something comes to me, I'm going to take it. If not, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a hand up for the guy behind me and I'm going to go. So for me, when I used to talk to offensive coordinators about why we're running zones, they'd say, listen, you can make more mistakes in a zone and there's still be more of a play for you. You know, it's, it's like when you're watching Le'Veon with the Steelers, you know, there's not always a hole to be seen, but all of a sudden at the last second, it kind of opens up and yeah. shows itself. It's like it yeah. rears its ugly head and it's like, oh, there it is right there. As, a, <laughs> as opposed to like a power where it's like, listen, you can only run this in the A gap. You cannot run this anywhere but the A-gap. So yeah. if that A-gap isn't open, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you're running zones, you're saying, hey, listen, this could go front side, this could go back side, this could go around the edge if we can seal the edge. There's so many more play designs off of it. Football. That was his football. That's seriously. super football-y. That A-gap. is like light a cigarette football football <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready hey, to go. Can I hit that quarterback in the face? <laughs> I want to do it. Football. Wait, you're the guy two days ago who sat in that very chair, if I'm not mistaken, and said, preseason football, I don't really care. Well, I mean, I still don't care. It's still preseason football. but That, that doesn't get you prepared for football. No, but that, that no. gets me excited for real football. Yeah. Now I want some real football, and I want it now. Those I don't guys, want this fake stuff. Those guys, by the way, they, they also uh, they, they talked about their favorite 90s NFL players and, uh, and clowned around with some other stuff. So go back, take a listen to Purple Daily with Matthew Collar and today Alex Boone. Neck rolls, Phil. They talk neck rolls. Yes, fullbacks with neck rolls. So to what Rami was just saying, which is you want real Do football. Do they really talk fullbacks with neck rolls? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh color always does. I got to go check that out. Yeah, I was in a full food coma at the time. I did not catch the show, so <laughs> passed out. Oh God, lucky geez. you. Where, Rag a little bit more, why don't you? <laughs> where are you guys at? I have a theory on something that I did. I did run the, run this by collar on yesterday's Purple Daily Show. I want your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah. So I know that. Football is very risky, and there's a percentage chance that guys' seasons could end every time they take the field. And so the the prevailing wisdom is you got these four preseason games. It doesn't make sense to expose your key players longer than you have to right. because if you do, they're exposed to injury in games that don't matter. Save your bullets for when they matter, right? Week one, week two, week three. But then watch how crappy the football is in September for the most part, and teams are just stumbling over themselves to to run smooth offenses. It's like like the NFL, the less we allow teams to do in the offseason from a contact standpoint and a practice standpoint, the uglier the football is in September and October. Do we agree on that? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just there's yeah. been a lot of ugly football. Oh, terrible football, yeah. In September, October. Yep. So could you gain an edge on other teams by putting your especially if you're implementing a new offensive system or a blocking system like the like the Vikings have a new system that they're attempting to implement here. Correct. Could you gain an advantage on teams in those first four games in September if you played your key players 
more often in the preseason. And then when they were ready and they're going to be ready to hit the ground running a lot faster in week one. And you might have a significant edge over teams that don't play those guys. I know you're exposing to some injury risk. Here's why I think the answer to your question is no, Phil. It's because if you put in a new system, you want to practice that system a lot at your training camp, but you don't want to, as the football football people say, put things on tape. So like, like you're talking about, would football people play their players more in exhibition games and also do more, uh, incorporate more schematically, which they won't do? So I think the answer to your question is no, because it would take another step that football coaches aren't going to do because they don't want the Packers to say, hey, the Vikings just showed us 12 plays that we might see. Okay. That's why I think it's no. So you're just saying you'd give teams way too much of an extra head start on, on studying scouting you. you. Yes. And, and they know you're doing nothing at this point. And how much are you really testing yourself or, or working these new schemes when you're going against the third and fourth stringers of the other team? Like, you can get that kind of competition in practice. Against- yeah, but you're not really going, as, even in the 11-on-11 and the night practice and stuff, they're not really cracking down on each other. You know, they're not, I mean, put it this way, you can't even, these guys are cut-blocking Padded donuts in practice, right? Sure, now. but it's if you just, get guys hurt, you're going to be absolutely um, uh, criticized up and down, and probably rightfully so. Of course, you will. But like, if Stefan Diggs gets hurt, you're going to be like, "What the hell were you thinking?" But what if you were? What if you were twice as honed in week one, and twice as honed in week two as an opponent that just kind of said, "Yeah, we're gonna we'll ramp this up for the first time really in week one." That's that's just my theory. I see where I see what you're saying, but I, I I I wouldn't risk it. I don't think it's worth the risk to put those guys in harm's way when the rest of the league isn't doing that. And like you said, everybody starts kind of. You're all on the same on the same status. You're all on the same plateau once the season started because pretty much now everybody is taking the same approach yes. to training camp in the preseason. So I don't, I don't. You're not at a disadvantage, and I wouldn't risk putting yourself at a disadvantage by putting these guys in harm's way and suffering a significant injury. And un- unfortunately, because of all of that, September just basically stinks. Football's back, so we're, we're all like, oh yeah, football's back. Yeah, But you watch those games for what, the first month plus, a, a little bit? That's some bad football. Yeah. Is there anything that the Vikings can do to make you think one way or the other about this season in these four preseason games? I mean, is there anything... If- if Kirk Cousins is amazing or something in these, is there is there anything that can help shape your opinion going into Week One when we start these preseason From the games? Preseason games, probably not. No, no, because you're you're not going to play uh, Dalvin Cook a ton, and and I think ultimately once the season starts, he's going to be a huge part of your offense, assuming that he can stay healthy. So no, there's probably nothing that you're going to see in these four games or three games, basically, where it, it's going to sway me. Yeah, no. no, there is nothing that is going to change how I feel about how I see this season going. I don't, I don't yeah. think I'm going to add or take away a win from the prediction well, I've already made because of what I see in the preseason. And you are going to, I, although, I, what's that? If Delvin Cook shows flashes of special, because I've said before, to me that could be he could be the guy who takes that offense from good. To to something to something somewhat remarkable. If he can stay healthy sure. and be the guy who he's shown in flashes, so if I see that in the preseason, that that might that might sway me a little bit. The important thing here, though, comes down to one thing. I think the defense, and we we know going in it's good, but how good? Is it top five? 
It should be probably. But and 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 can the Vikings come back and do what I think they did more in 2017, not in 18, but the Bears did last year. Opportunistic. Because that's arbitrary, right? But if you all, all of a sudden, like the Bears did, start to get points on defense, that can sway things greatly. Yeah. By the way, we're still getting White Claw tweets here. Claw life. To at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolget, at Rami is tweeting. This is from Jeremy. Mm-hmm. He says, the claw life is the move. When it's by the way, uh, Judd and Jonathan are very anti claw life, and Rami and I have been living that claw life. I just don't live the claw yeah. life. I'm not anti. It's fine. And Jeremy, you says, say you're not anti, but there is a tone when you talk about the claw, and there is a look that yeah. you give when I, you talk about the claw, as though you're not neutral. It, it's no, because I'm loyal to beer. I'm married to beer. Well, Jeremy tweets in the claw life is the most is uh, the move when it's a beautiful oh, summer day. You know you're going to be pounding 8 to 10 throughout the day, but you don't want to consume 1,000 exactly. calories or 200 grams of sugar. Exactly. That's how, how many calories I consumed last night? Oh, my gosh. Um, watch this figure, Judd. Was right. it 8 or 10? This doesn't just happen. Well, it started with 6, and then I got into 4 more. I, it, it wasn't pretty. Oh, my God. Marcus. Marcus weighing in. Look at this tweet, boys. At Jazel again improves to two and fourteen in non sports questions and twenty eight for twenty nine on sports related questions. Let's well, see, so you're you're below five hundred on sports related questions and Kirk Cousins on non sports related questions. <laughs> well, no, I'm a remarkable. He, he says I'm a remarkable twenty eight for twenty nine. Is that oh, po- twenty eight for twenty eight for twenty nine? Is that even possible? No, that, that can't, can't be right. right. I haven't. I mean, I'm good. I, <laughs> I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> Marcus, can you clarify? Yeah, please, Marcus. But two and fourteen non sports questions now. Yes, I mean twenty eight and twenty nine, or twenty eight for twenty nine. Two hundred eighty one votes and uh, thirty six percent of you oh. are all about that claw life. Thirty three percent say no, I'm sticking to beer, and thirty one percent say turn in your man card. But right now, Mackie and I in the majority. In the majority, it's what? a tight vote. Look at this one. Rami, oh, go ahead, Judge. Sober Rick says white claw is gross, which leads me to the question of why is your handle sober Rick? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? That's I mean, a cartoon character. Okay, thank you. From Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. thank, see, thank there you very like much. Different Ricks and different okay. reality. It's a whole thing. Okay. I've never but he said, he said press, on the other hand, is really good, What's not that? as carbonated, fresher flavor. I don't know. So I asked, I asked him what is press because now I'm intrigued. Maybe I should be living <laughs> that press life. The claw life sounds better. I'm going to tell you right now. Like if you're the press life, if eh, it doesn't sound as good. What about truly? Truly? Truly is another one. I've never had The truly. wife had a or Truly. Is, or is Truly not alcoholic? No, it, it is, I is think. Is it alcoholic? And, and I think she started with Truly and then discovered the claw and switched. Don't laugh. I'm not kidding. So Rick responded. He said it's a spiked seltzer made in Wisconsin, female-owned company, and basically the best spiked seltzer around. I've given it to people who don't like spiked seltzer, and they agree that it's amazing. Yeah. Send me a case, Sober Rick. I'd can like you, to try. Can you ask for that? <laughs> we'll be the judge. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> can I ask people to send me cases of yeah. alcohol on the radio? Yeah, I don't know. Just a question. I just I have did. no idea. So we'll find out. Hey, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to business owners out there, not about Claw Life, but about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, because owning a business has a ton of ups and downs. You're grinding every day. You're solving problems for yourself. You're solving other people's problems. You're taking care of employees. It is chaos, but in a good way, and it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you that peace of mind to help you navigate the roller coaster ride, the ups and the downs. 
And Federated has been around for a long time. They are a Minnesota-based company in Owatonna, and uh, they've been around for over a century. A century of experience in helping businesses become as sex as as there it is. There's a drop as successful as they can be across multiple different Tell me more. facets. Yes, it's a very salacious company that Federated Insurance. Federatedinsurance.com to find out your federated marketing representative and to find out about the industries federated protects it's our business to protect yours at federated 543 time for the score north download this download brought to you by my pillow twins this weekend hosting cleveland who they sit just two games up above in the al central and they're hosting them for a four-game series so conceivably they could lose all four and then lose their division lead are you nervous about that, Twins fans, or are the brakes still cut a la Rami and his Bomba bus? Let us know at Score North. That's at SKOR North on Twitter. That's been your Score North download. Now back to the final segment of Mackie Judd with Rami. All right. Thank you, Pessimistic Jonathan, playing off Pessimistic Judd. Although I did see uh, Pessimistic Pat on Twitter today tweeting about the 1992 Twins. That was a hell of a team, Phil Mackie. No, I uh, said that nobody should mention it. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody should mention that 1992 when uh, I uh, left for Barcelona to cover the Olympics, and this was this was a better looking team than '87 or '91. And when I got back, they were completely in the tank, and at least the slump only lasted eight years. That was, uh, you know. That, <laughs> Series, yeah, he did yeah, the damage yeah, with the home run. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear about it for about two days. We, <laughs> we didn't have that instant technology back in uh, in those days when you were uh, across the pond for uh, three weeks, like I was. But uh, it was Eric Fox that was the guy. That was the third game of the series, and I think they had a fairly nice lead, right? And Aggie came in and gave up the home run to Eric Fox, whose name lives in infamy. So. And, uh, of course, uh, there were, uh, only two, uh, playoff spots available in 1991, not five. So that's, uh, you know, that's a little bit different. So there's a little fallback position here, but, uh, I don't know. The boys, uh, it, the, the most distressing thing of the last several days to me was Bernie's Stalker. But, uh, and then, and then Bill coming up with those stats on him in August yesterday. 
because uh, you, you can't uh, you can't put this pitching staff together if he's not going to be really good four out of five times. So mm-hmm. that's that's uh, you know that 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 out of nowhere clunker when it looked like he had decent stuff, he just didn't throw it anywhere. You know, I mean, he was he had decent velocity and everything, but he just just got behind everybody and he just just looked completely out of sorts. And uh, they can't afford that. They need him to. They need to know when they start this series that at least they're going to win on Sunday, right? When he's pitching, so they got they got to know that. And uh, uh, Clevenger and uh, they got to face Clevenger and Bieber in the first two games. So those two guys have been really good for uh, Cleveland lately. So it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting. What do they do about Martin Perez, Pat? Is there any is there any way out of that? Uh, he's in the bullpen. I would guess uh, he's a left-hander in the bullpen and. Uh, let him pitch a couple of innings. He's not going to start again, I wouldn't think. Uh, the big start for them is Friday. Smeltzer can, uh, I mean, they got Pineda lined up to pitch Tuesday, which would be Perez's uh, regular spot because Pineda isn't really hurt. He's just, I don't think, he's just getting a refresher here. And, uh, you know, so he, he's been off the DL and can pitch Tuesday, uh, but they need Smeltzer to uh, pitch a good Friday and then become the left-hander in the, in the rotation to replace Perez. But any either way, I don't think you're going to see Perez start again. They uh, they uh, that that was the, the certainly that's not something you're ever going to hear from uh, Baldelli. But that was kind of the word yesterday that that clunker was it for him. You know he he, he, he you know he said oh, well he pitched six innings yes after giving up six in the first three that don't work so. You know what else they got to do, fellas? We've been talking about this for six weeks. They got to tighten her up, man. They uh, they played brutal in the field again in the third inning. Yeah. I think Polanco's been Polanco has not been playing nearly as well at short. Uh, of course, their outfield defense uh, fielding falls off greatly without Buxton. But they just got to tighten everything up in, in general in the field. They've been sloppy in the field for two months, and they've been able to hit home runs to overcome it. Anyhow, yeah. uh, hey, I would think, uh, what, 30, 30 and 40 maybe over the weekend? Uh, there would be a good good 30,000-something here Thursday, oh, yeah. Friday, and then 40 yeah. over the weekend, I would think. So, Especially with this weather, wow. Yeah, I think it, I think what's – we were talking about this earlier, Pat, too, that with if you're a Boston sports fan and your team gets off to a slow start in September in the Patriots or the Red Sox go through a bit of a swoon – you can kind of lean on the, the the reference points from the last fifteen or twenty years and know that it's all going to be okay in the end. Yeah, but if you're a Minnesota sports fan and the Twins have a bad weekend against the Indians, it's hard to lean on anything. You know, it's hard to lean on something and say, oh, it's, it, "Don't worry, it's all going to be okay at the end of the year." <laughs> well, and here's the deal. I mean, this is every all year we've been saying, "Oh, this division sucks." Well. It don't suck in the top two here. You're seventy and forty four. I said this the other day. You should be eight nine ahead, shouldn't you? Yeah. You're seventy and forty four. This is the, what's unusual about this is to have a team when you have a six hundred plus winning percentage uh, and are on pace now to win about ninety eight ninety nine. Uh, generally speaking, you'll be sailing, uh, and uh, that's that's not the case because Cleveland. Ungodly. I, I saw a debate the other day about who's the manager of the year, Baldelli, and some people were saying Aaron Boone. To me, it's Frank Gomez. To, uh, to, 
to remember that team that we saw early in the year and to have them put this back together without Carrasco or Kluber is uh, pretty amazing to me. 11 preseason games tonight, Patrick. I know exactly what you're going to be doing, sitting home in front of the TV watching 11 preseason games. I think actually I'm going to head downtown here in about five minutes. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, one of them is not our boys, though, right? Tomorrow. I heard the, uh, I heard you uh, here in Collar, and I don't know if you guys conversation about this moron coach and the sweaty ass thing. He is an idiot, you know. He is an idiot. I had this, uh, I had this feeling last year that the first time I went out there and listened to him, he annoyed the hell out of me. Can you talk about cousins? Yeah, 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 cousins. I couldn't take it. He's an idiot. Uh, I couldn't take it. But I called up my friend Joe Rexrod, who covered, who's now a columnist in Nashville, who covered him for like fifty, you know, covered the Spartans for like fifteen years in Detroit. He loved the guy. He thought he was the greatest at a Spartan he ever covered in football. And of course, I think maybe it's because you get so few good talkers in college football that you probably have a different standard for it. But he loved the guy, so he kind of talked me down off right in the column saying, no, this guy's a, you know, a, a complete blowhard and, uh, you know, egomaniac. And, uh, no, he's, uh, he just, he, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the vibe, you know, he doesn't have the vibe of, uh, of, uh, you know, a, a quarterback. I mean, Brady's egomaniac of all time, but how often does he, does he offend his teammates? You know, not very often. That's, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. The guy's a, the guy's a moron, I think. I mean, it's one of those comments where, if you if you have a good relationship with someone, it becomes a hilarious thing that you say in front of the media, and then you know you kind of go back and forth with them. But but I think we were all waiting for okay, what's Garrett Bradbury's reaction to this? And when he sort of stone faced it, it was all right. That's and, weird. And but what's wrong is is yesterday, you know, he's going for the cheap laugh yesterday, and it's fine yesterday. But today, if you turn on ESPN, what Levitard? Morning shows, uh, you know, got every show, twenty minutes, twenty minutes on it. His TV shows got it. Every, I'm sure that PTI had it. I didn't look. They but, do. Uh, you know, it's a, it's in in modern media. This lives for the whole season, right? It lives the whole season. Every t- every time he fumbles or somebody fumbles, the football was wet because of. Garrett Bradbury's moist rear end. You know, it's going to be. It 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 has no. There's no shelf life on this. It just keep. I mean, there's there's no end to it. It just keeps going. But this guy's too stupid to realize that. If I was Bradbury, and we were getting in, and we were either winning thirty-one to seven or losing thirty-one to seven late in the game, I'd whiff on somebody and let him run right through there and bury this guy. And uh, see what he thought about it, you know. So he's just a moron. But yeah. he's ours for two more years. Two more years. A pop. That's your guy. Twenty eight a pop. By the way, I found out something uh, reading a little bit about football today. Our guy Case Keenum is now in Washington. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah. did that happen? Yeah. When did that happen? Spring. I know they got they got trade out there, but yeah, it's yeah, he's. So, I mean, he's. It, there's going to be a revenge game on the schedule here. If he starts it, 
Oh. Yeah. Haskins might win that oh. job. Yeah, and uh, what, Colt McCoy's or other ones? Yeah, three it's of them. K, yeah, yes, three guys. But I didn't realize Keenum went there. I didn't know. I he got he traded. sitting on the bench in Denver behind Flacco. So. Well, Denver got out from under that contract, so that's good. The one thing about the NFL, right, if you take a guy's contract, I can't give you money to take it, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Everything. I mean, I yes. can't, uh, you know, I can't, I can't give you money to take. Correct. It. So they're paying him eighteen million a year. He might not start. Weird. Yeah. Well, Pat, we got to bounce, but uh, we'll we'll get your official Vikings preseason game one uh, X's and O's breakdown <laughs> yeah. tomorrow at the same same time. All right, I'm already on a limb. Kevin, uh, Kirk Cousins is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Teddy Bridgewater tomorrow. Yeah. See ya. Oh God, yes. Let's go about that. If he hadn't got hurt, what four or five Super Bowls? You think here? Really? At right. least. Com- at least. Combination of Brady, Tarkington, Sonny Jurgensen. What is wrong with you? People, he was mediocre as hell. Thank you. Oh, collar just drove right off the road. <laughs> Collar's car just left the road. I hope you're happy. She's in the ditch. Bye, bye, Pat. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> All right, tell us what. Uh, so, the Derek, tweet said. Derek Wetmore forwarded a tweet to us from uh, Jordy C, who, based on his profile, I assume is a state trooper, and he said, "Pulled a dude over last night. Me? How much have you had to drink tonight? Him? There ain't no laws when you're drinking the claw." <laughs> He went to jail. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, uh, PSA here for Mackie and Judd with Robbie. There are laws when you're drinking the claw. That's in in case in case you've fallen for that misconception. There are laws enjoy, when you're drinking the claw. Enjoy the claw responsibly. Enjoy responsibly. Enjoy the responsibly Don't yet. get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Yeah. Nope. All right. If you want... 322 votes. 35% are all about that claw life. That's 34% right. know oh. I'm sticking to beer. And 31% turn in your man card. Very close. That is tight. Very close. We oh. should update this tomorrow. Polls are not closed yet, no. too. They'll open, be, be open until oh, tomorrow. Hop on the wagon, Judge Jonathan. No, thanks, Hop on Mike. The white claw wagon. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Podcastable anywhere you find your favorite podcast. See you guys tomorrow. I'm Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the All New Score North. And if they screw up, they're dead. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.